Bulletin. Joining us, Saturday New Zealand Fine Cricketing Commentator to us, Mr. Ben Strang. Welcome to the Bulletin and SNZ. How's things Are going? Uh, yes, Good, can mate. You hear me? Good mate. Good well, mate. Hopefully you hopefully you don't get in trouble with uh, you know international referees like your colleague did a couple of days ago on on this very segment. Um, but I hope I hope um, you, you're you're seeing the positivity and the light that I am that the evil empire today's the day uh, the downfall of the, of the Crusaders begins with the, uh, the Super Rugby franchises uh, announcing their squads. Right, it's all over for the Crusaders. I'm clearly trying to get a rise out of Louis. <laughs> here's hoping. Here's hoping. Louis can't be upset about that. It's. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? I mean, this someone I just I hate seeing the Crusaders succeed. Because um, <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> it's it's so not. Good. Hey, look, boys, and boys, it's, so it's not good. a good thing. It's not a good thing to have an issue with, is it? Because it's like it, it's not a sometimes food; it's an everyday food. It's like it's like not being able to. It's not enjoying water. You know, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Louis, what's your favourite yeah. cricket ground in the country? Are you, are you on the Hagley, Hagley Park bandwagon or are you a, a, a well, truther and know that it's the uh, Basin Reserve? Look, interestingly, it's, that's a, that is actually a fascinating question because I didn't get a chance to ask Daniel. He said two days ago, uh, you you know, home, Canterbury home with the second best cricket venue in New Zealand. And I was trying to work out where he had the Basin on that list because... I mean, there's there's no way that would be first. So I don't understand that. Well, as again, well you showed your... As you showed your inability to listen to anything more than five seconds when I followed it up with the Cello Basin Reserve, clearly the best cricketing venue in New Zealand. But hey, hey, you know, at least in Wellington, um, you, we don't get sunburnt, A, because we have um, shade, and B, we don't have sun. Uh, it's a good combination. Yeah, and when the sun is out, we also, the wind we, blows it away. Yeah, exactly, mate, exactly. We also have rain in Bengaluru. Are, are you worried? Are you worried, Ben Strang? <laughs> yes, 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 I am. I uh, I talked to Mitch Santner last night, actually, uh, a little interview, and uh, mentioned that fact to him because he he was telling me, "Yep, they think that qualification for the semi-finals is is within their own hands. They just have to take care of the job, basically." Um, yep, they're watching the Pakistan England game, but they feel like if they're successful, they'll make the semi-finals. Uh, but the big caveat being a massive thunderstorm rolling through Bengaluru at about time uh, the game is supposed to start. So, uh, yeah, I'm worried. I think the team is also just sort of um, exasperated, let's call it, uh, and wondering if if rain is going to take away their chances of qualification. But then it will just come back on a couple of pretty middling performances in some of the most recent matches, which uh, haven't, haven't allowed them to get through, if that's the case. Uh, we just had Mike Essen on about, what, 20, 30 minutes ago, and Mike uh, revealed to us he has five weather apps, and he's uh, consulted them all, and they've come back to him with a, a slightly better picture uh, than I had at the start of the day that he thinks it could clear by about 6 or 6 o'clock local time, which is just beyond midnight, so a truncated game we might get. So we'd like to know, uh, are you going to go to bed like I am at 7.30 and wake up at midnight to watch the whole thing? Oh, or, we're going to through to the so... bitter end. Yeah, I work a late shift, so I won't finish until about midnight tonight just because it's a Thursday night. So I might have to just, you know, like that first game of the season, I might have to just plough through and and, and and stay up until God knows what time in the morning. Um, and I do I do actually agree with Mike Hesson. My favourite weather app is windy.com, and uh, that's telling me that we'll have a couple of hours of thunderstorms and then it will fine up beautifully 
but you know, he's hoping that actually comes true. <laughs> Weather app chat, the most Wellington thing ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. This one's uh, trusted by the farmers as well, so there you go. Uh, well, they do know one or two things, as they often tell us. Um, Sri Lanka, how much of a threat are they? I mean, they're, def- they're definitely a threat. Uh, it's it's one of those situations where they haven't fired a shot at this tournament, and so that makes me nervous. Uh, they're, they're very capable of it. They came into the World Cup on a, a massive winning streak of, you know, how many games did it get to? You'll know, uh, I can't remember the number, sort of 19 games or something, wasn't it, that they'd won in a row coming into the World Cup. So they are very capable of taking down a team like New Zealand. Uh and looking at the same sort of ground as, as you know, New Zealand scored 401 against Pakistan and they they chased it down with the help of Mrs. Duckworth and Lewis, uh, that, that's, um, you know, it's a hard ground to defend, uh, small boundaries. The slog sweep obviously works. Yes, I, I, think, I think you do have to be nervous about Sri Lanka finally firing at this tournament at exactly the wrong time for New Zealand. And they might be particularly unhappy after the old uh, Angelo Matthews incident. Let's just say it might be time for them to perform at this World Cup. Hope every fan's got the uh, stopwatch ready. I've got mine poised to go. I'm going to be clicking and I'll be counting this. Absolutely. And a whole <laughs> new dimension uh, to this cricketing fan's perspective. Hey, if even if we miss out on the semifinals, it could be worse. We could be Australian rugby. I, and I really do sympathise <laughs> for the fans here. So uh, you've crashed out of the World Cup at the earliest ever stage and at the earliest uh, opportunity, the group stage. Um, it, it's come out that you've also blown your budget uh, that you've gone way over budget and you don't have much in the budget anyway because you're poor compared to your rivals in Australia. Um, and then the guy who denied having links to Japan has now come out and openly expressed his interest in coaching Japan. It's a dumpster fire. So is it amusing or depressing? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, so, I'm, I'm leaning on the side of depressing. Uh, as much as... As much as it's fun watching Australians uh, suffer, just like Crusaders fans, uh, you just can't help but but feel a little bit sorry about the state of Australian rugby. This whole saga has just been like a a terrible one night stand for them, hasn't it? I mean, they've they've gone home with Eddie Jones. They've they've put everything into <laughs> to having Eddie Jones as their coach, and then they've woken up the next morning and he doesn't quite look the same as he did the night before. Uh, and we're still. He's just decided. Actually, neither do you. So I'm leaving. Uh, it's it's a it's an awful situation for Australian rugby fans. And uh, I'll tell you one other thing is that I've been looking into Eddie Jones quite a bit late recently, and my algorithms are sending me so much Japanese content on my social media sites. So I'm thinking that there's something in that. Uh, he's he's clearly off to Japan, isn't he? Yeah. But I, I keep coming back to this question. Why would Japan get into bed with him? And, and that's the that's the thing as well, is that he's talking, you know, he's, he's on holiday in Japan right now and he's been talked to by reporters, uh, so they've managed to somehow track him down. I'm guessing he hasn't made himself elusive. And he's talked about how, just like Australian rugby, Japanese rugby needs a massive rehaul, uh, you know, overhaul. Uh, and, and why would you trust... Eddie Jones with that. He's he's come in and told Australian rugby they need that. Last year, Dave Rennie had Australia 
running Ireland and France very close in those end of season games, and they looked like maybe you know that it, it was a it was a tough ask for Dave Rennie coaching that team, but they weren't far off. Eddie Jones has come in talking re you know overhaul and and how we need to to redo this whole organisation. And uh, and he's he's flushed them down the toilet. Uh, so why would Japanese rugby trust them to do the exact same thing, asking them to spend phenomenal amounts of money to to overhaul Japanese rugby? I just wouldn't be trusting the guy. Like if he if he's there to coach a rugby team, he's a good coach. Just let him focus on the coaching. But as soon as he starts talking about overhauling a whole rugby system, that's not what you're good at, mate. Like you you've proven that. Uh, just focus on the coaching. And we've run, run out of time, so I can't get a pithy line out about Ufuk Tele finally landing an overseas coaching job <laughs> in the A. <laughs> no, good on him. Good on him. I think, I think it's, you know, it, it sucks as a Wellington Phoenix supporter to, to see such a good coach at a rival, but, um, but good on him. He, he deserves a, a good job, and I think he's going to be, uh, you know, taking that team from strength to strength. He's a good bloke too, unlike the, the previous one who left to go join another A-League club. Uh, we'll leave that for another day. Good on you, Ben. Thanks, mate. Appreciate your time. No, thank you. Have a good one. Uh, the bulletin with Ben Strang is on the late shift. You'll remember after the England game, wasn't it? We spoke to him after the late shift, then he went and watched the cricket and was basically speaking in tongues uh, before we put him on air, <laughs> and then miraculously um, sounded really with that, like an utter professional. Um at least, hey, I guess we know who we could go to if something truly bizarre and extraordinary happens in that game uh, if we can't race Smithy. Um, it is nearly seven minutes away from 11. Back after the break.